0: For
1: this country, we're walking on We stand together to protect this land
0: For the future, we're hand in hand
2: Warning, the following program may contain traces of irony, sarcasm, satire, parody, mockery, banter, caricature and nuts The opinions expressed are almost certainly not shared by self-appointed, officious, dictatorial wowsers If you are dangerously irony deficient or allergic to mockery of the self-important and corrupt, then get a life
1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, it's time for another episode of the Environmental As Anything podcast. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Sean O'Shaughnessy. Later on in the program, we'll be speaking to Sue Higginson, who will be coming to us, of course, regarding the New South Wales Parliament and her work there as our representative. And uh, she'll be talking to us about uh, the Biodiversity Conservation Act uh, 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 proposed uh, reforms that she is uh, supporting. And, uh, and proposing, and other important uh, p- uh, progress that's, uh, that's being made, slowly, inch by inch, in that uh, place towards a, uh, a more sustainable form of land management and uh, environmental protection. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to hearing from her, no doubt. She'll have some thoughts on the, uh, on the ALP conference and its implications for New South Wales as well. Um, looking forward, I'll be having Al Oshlak, uh, one of uh, the North Coast's uh, living treasures. He has been uh, working uh, so long, so hard to uh, protect uh, our forests and our, our cultural heritage and uh, has been been hard at work putting in place a legal challenge to the logging of the uh, mid-North Coast forests in, uh, uh, in, in Newry. And in Oaks, Oaks Newry and Oaks State Forest, currently undergoing like horrific damage from uh, the forest corps uh, who are uh, just just smashing them down. I, I witnessed uh, nine logging trucks, log uh, log loaders. Uh, being uh, being driven into that forest uh, just over a week ago now, uh, where uh, they were they were coming and they went in and a few hours later they loaded up and and stripped that forest of those of its koala habitat and uh, ripped it, ri- ripping off our public assets in the process uh, under the auspices and with the firm protection of the New South Wales Police. So the New South Wales government not just allowing this to happen but enforcing this, logging under martial law in Newry State Forest. Well, it was stopped this week by a court case by Al Oshlak, uh, who put it up there. He was, he was uh, the advocate for the case, but uh, he was representing uh, the local uh, Gumbangir elders who have uh, been appalled. By the way that their land is being treated down there, and the way that their culture is being trashed and ridden roughshod over again uh, in the, in that uh, that disgraceful smash and grab raid by the uh, the uh, the ecocidal maniacs who are running uh, New South Wales right now. So uh, great to hear from Al, and looking forward to that as well. <laughs> And here you are tuned into Environmental As Anything. Thanks for being with me today. I hope you're enjoying the show. Um, I have on the line uh, to talk to us about the uh, events going on in Goombangir uh, Land down in the mid-north coast of New South Wales, uh, the Newry and Oaks State Forests, uh, where they have been being trashed by uh, Forest Corps and the New South Wales government-paid uh, thugs. So, uh, but the one one man has stood up against them and supported the elders down there who have needed uh, uh, to get in and and contest this in the courts and that of course has been our very own Al Oshlak uh, putting that uh, court case uh, in place this week. So uh, very glad to have Al on the line. Thank you very much Al for joining Environmental as Anything again today.
3: Thanks Sean for having us. I haven't been on the show for a while so it's good to be back.
1: It is. It's great to have you here, mate. Especially uh, on the back of what could be seen to be a small but significant uh, step in the right direction—a small victory, perhaps, for Nuru State Forest this week. Well,
3: we. Well, we. It's been a bit busy week. we um, only one week ago. We had meetings with the uh, elders of the Gumbangia uh, people um, from around Bellingen and Urangas, and Nambaka. Uh, and. And we did these incredible affidavits. Uh, the, the, the affidavits are so strong that, that, that they actually bring tears to your eyes. They're so powerful about and the sadness of the destruction of the um, significant sites within the Nuuoi Forest, and mm. the um, and the the uh, racist attacks by forestry using the police and the fire brigade to extinguish their sacred fire, and they started to push push old elders around. Mm pushing him away and stuff like that and arresting some of the younger people. Um, so we went down there, we did that. By Monday, we filed we filed after the weekend in the court and the court heard an urgent hearing last Tuesday, Tuesday morning at 8.30. And Forestry were unable to mount a defence to an injunction so they gave an undertaking that they would stop all logging and on that Tuesday, all logging had ceased. And then the following day, they brought in machinery and took out all the logs that they had cut. Hmm. And um, yesterday, the rest of the machinery was taken out of the forest. So, um, and yesterday we had a second hearing. And again, Forestry couldn't face an injunction hearing because we had two barristers that came on board who we were very, very keen about doing something about the environment.
0: Fantastic. And,
3: um, and they just stitched them up pretty well. And... Um, And so, the undertaking injunction sort of is continuing um, till another week, I think. And then, following that, the judge the judge said to them, "Judge set down hearing dates for this case in November." Mm -hmm. And the judge told them that, "Well, if you're not going to give the undertaking to the hearing, you'll have to have an injunction hearing." But, but to tell you the truth, I, I don't think it's worth the time because, you know. They, they have a right to keep the status quo, like no point destroying the subject matter of the proceeding no. by the time you get to the hearing. So so he went that way. Said, the judge is Tim Moore. He was actually former Minister for Environment for the Liberal Party. Oh, OK.
0: He he's judge a, like he's a judge now.
3: And he's been a judge for a while. You know, he said he's retiring. <laughs> he said, oh, this is actually one of my last cases. I'm retiring, but I'm going to fix it all up so you can have a hearing. And uh, one of the things that concerned him... About it, we he told forestry is that you know, these affidavits the destruction of the sites and cultural heritage is, uh, uh, is, uh how you put it, but it's not really a good thing.
0: Mm. Mm.
3: Um, and and this case is a bit different than some of the other cases that we've been running on forestry challenges in that we now have um began a, a, um, a prosecution concerning the National Parks and Wildlife Act breaches to do with uh, um, destruction of Aboriginal cultural heritage. So it's been a pretty busy time at Neary Forest. So a lot of people are very relieved, especially the blockaders and, mm. and the protesters. They've had a, got a lovely little camp there. Yeah. I think you went there, Sean. Yeah,
1: no, it's lovely, and, yeah. Um,
3: and uh, really, really good people, dedicated people, and it's, it's really it's really great to help them, uh, particularly to help the Kumbangir with um, their struggle, because they have a lot of forests that mob and in the Gumbangu Nations a lot of forests and uh, and they're just being trashed like mm. there's no tomorrow it's just unbelievable mm. Yeah. so you also mentioned Oaks, Oaks State Forest which is sort of maybe to the west of the um, New Ring from the coast
1: that's the headwaters of then. the Kalang River isn't it
3: and it's incredible yeah and it's one of the really pristine rivers on the in New South Wales
1: oh it's exquisite
3: and, and now that what's happening at Oaks, Oaks is right on top of the the headwaters of the Kalam, and there's like a lot of it's really steep country with you know a lot of creeks and waterways and going into the Kalam, and it's at it, that part of the, of the the topography, no geology is um, shale, hmm. and it's been mapped by the New South Wales government for the last there's maps that go back into the 90s that map, and it is the most dust prone. Shale country, um, it's it's like the the, the epicenter. Mm. And so, what happens with shale is, if you run over it, it makes dust, and and it just crushes it and just makes more and more and more dust. So the more you drive on it, so even now, forestry they haven't started logging in there yet, but they have start they have built roads and roaded in and and all that. And, and what they've done already, you know, there's some nature reserves and things like that. They're just covered in this dust. And we've just had evidence. Someone sent me about a very rare frog called a sphagnum frog. Mm-hmm. And this dust just kills frogs pretty well instantly. Kills tadpoles, kills the eggs. It mm. just makes a covering that just covers all the, the water. And and similarly with the vegetation, the dust just covers the vegetation. So if you drive a car through it, you can't you can't. And there's a car in front of you. You can't see past your bonnet. Mm. It's just like it's just like you're in the middle of a like a dust storm,
0: Good Lord.
3: and this is even before they brought in the logging trucks and bought in the machinery and all this sort of business. Plus, mm. the country is very, very steep. Yes, so, but
1: you, you mentioned the early '90s and how this was set back then. I understand that it was, and those those who've been involved in the the forest defence community for uh, for that long will, will probably remember Killer Cranky. And I think that was uh, was a, was a land and environment court that uh, challenged I. Th- Think may have been run by uh, your old sparring partner John Corkill, uh, which yep. which defended Killer Cranky on the same basis. It's the same kind of uh, geomorphology. Is that right?
3: I understand it. I haven't really looked properly at the case. You know that John did some great great litigation in the nineties, but since then the um, forestry and the government have um, re-amended the laws in such a way that. They have attempted to build an edifice which was unchallengeable legally. Mm. Um, and it's only now in the last two or three years that, for the first time since those '90s cases, that, it, that any challenge has been made against forestry approvals. Yeah, and um, and it's taken a lot of work. So we've had up here in the far north coast with the the uh, Dave Mundine uh, case mm. in the cherry tree forest. There's two cases there, and how. He, um how that case really broke the, um, you know, we spent nearly 15 months with Forestry trying to strike out that case and not allow us to run it, mm. but it, it, that failed. And now we've, we've actually had a hearing there. We're waiting for judgment. So following this recently is the, um, the NIFA mm. case in Brahma and Myrtle.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and that was uh, conducted with, by the Environmental Defender's Office. So that case isn't finished yet that's got another day's hearing uh the n- week after next, and now we have uh, this um the one we're doing at newry and now we're just sort of looking to how we can we can bring on a f- another case up at on the Kalang there
0: because
3: mm. we um it's 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 got to be done, mm. and there's just so many so many people out there just I just can't believe that this is going to happen, mm. and as far as they're concerned, we hope it will never happen. If we can put together put together a a um uh, a process to to shut them down mm
1: well, it sounds like the, I mean like the consequences of uh, polluting the Kalang River are unthinkable as I said earlier I know the Kalang River quite well used to live on the Kalang River for, 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 for quite a while and uh, and it is literally an exquisite uh, you know Wonderland yeah. if you anybody who goes there will find it it's you know like there's just a, yeah. a glowing fairyland at night and, and around the Kalang River and the Kalang River itself just beautiful you know drinking water as you know that you can swim in so you know uh, but of course it sounds to me and you know, it's like this makes Maybe me being a bit uh, Pollyanna, but maybe a bit not. Um, the uh, that the dam wall of uh, you know the, the the forestry have built around itself uh, to uh, to make them to, to be able to operate uh, beyond and above and beyond the law uh, may have uh, begun to collapse. But uh, from from the list of cases that you've just uh, put up, that that are the first to have been done uh, to been actually be successfully uh, brought to court since the since the 90s. Uh, uh, that that's an extraordinary uh, event, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I, I, I did a bit of planning to get there and a lot of work and a lot of research. But, you know, I knew it could be done. Um, but I, there were a lot of naysayers, you know, without naming names. There were a lot of naysayers that said it couldn't be done, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And, you know, one of the naysayers even said, well, who's a lawyer, said, you know, couldn't see it ever getting up even into court. Mm. But then wrote a text to me saying, "Well, if anyone could do it, it'd be you Al. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway that you're right but about but what you're saying about the edifice well I call it the edifice yeah. but, you know of of the what they're built around themselves, but in court on Friday or well, was only yesterday uh forestry their legal their legal mob are just they're in disarray
0: yeah.
3: and 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 they're just sort of lo- losing it, mm. especially mm. their in-house lawyers and things like that. They're really losing the, the plot, and, and they're really frightened because or fearful by saying things like um, they had set down, but, you know, we've got contracts. We, we, can't, we won't be able to fill our contracts <laughs> because one of the things they've done is they've made contracts which are just overloaded, and then they just overlog, mm. and and the contracts can't be fulfilled, and by stopping them... They're really being pushed and and they were really fearful and and they'll complain to the judge that this is the the fifth case. And um, they attempted yesterday to uh, have me uh, remove my... um, I'll act as an agent to remove my leave to represent um, the Gumbangia elders in this case and they moved that to the court. But the judge sort of gave them short shift. Because yeah. he said, "Well, they've got barristers here, and the barristers—they don't do—they they need someone to do the legwork, you know, mm. file and serve documents and things like
0: that—and
3: mm. and do the email communication." And so, no, I'm not going to—I'm not going to remove the leave I gave him. So yeah. they weren't happy about that. Oh, good. And, um, <laughs> And, and, so they know, want to they want to
1: do anything but address the actual core issues of the matter, don't they? They want to do anything to oh, talk yeah. about anything other than the cultural heritage and the ecological uh, imp- uh, yep. Uh, yep. In- yep. values uh, that they are that they are destroying in their uh, routine activities, don't they? It, it,
3: it's, it's unbelievable because, like, our whole case is surround, you know there's a requirement, you know, all the papers of what's called ecological sustainable forest management. So all these cases, you know. Those, Pages and pages of submissions, pleadings, oral submissions, transcripts, mm. not once has Forestry admitted or or failed to even argue that the, the, the harvest plans they have are required to be ecologically sustainable. Mm. They, they'll never say that. They'll never make that admission. Mm. And on top of that, they never make the admission that the actual harvest plans, the, the conduct all the forestry operations, are ecologically sustainable. And they argue round and round and round with, you know, like you just can't believe the amount of documentation that forestry has. Mm. It's like they've had a whole team of legal and political analysis people who have just put together legislation and and um, regulation which totally protects protect anything. It's like they can do anything they like. Because even if even if there are breaches of the Act, even if they breach things, mm. you can't take them to court. Mm. They've set it up in such a way, you know, that, in fact, and I was thinking about this, that these protections to stop people taking them to court and and, and other protections, you know, it's a defence. There's a defence against breaching, like, criminal sanctions. Criminal, you know, it's against the criminal law to destroy you know, koala habitat or glider habitat or, you know, impact adversity on endangered species, threatened species, I, I, even that, that, they are criminal sanctions. You know, you can, you can prosecute them civilly like we do, but, you know, no, nothing stopping to prosecute them for criminal action. Mm. But then now they've got, they've got laws that allow them that if they've got a forestry approval, they don't have to... They, they, and they breach the Bioconservation Act, or any of these other acts, that the forestry approval is a defence. Mm, mm. So they go, oh, I've got a forestry approval, but, now you've just cut down 10 hectares of koala habitat. You're not even allowed to. It's not even allowed on your harvest plan yeah. to do what you've done. It's criminal. Yeah, yeah. No, and then the defence is, of oh, it with a forestry approval.
1: Yeah, so, so it's it's a, a basic. And,
3: and the only person that can prosecute them is the EPA. Right. And the EPA have no... Um, the EPA—they're lucky they've got any people on the ground at all. Mm. And 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 the and the other thing is the EPA doesn't ever take. Well, I can't find a case. It's you to court civilly. Now, why it's civilly is that if you go civil, then you can stop them. Mm. You can get a, a, a training order against them. You mm. can stop them before they even start. Mm. If it looks like you know their plan is breached, mm. but they only have criminal. So the problem with the criminal is is they go in. They cause damage, mm. and then they get prosecuted, but it's too late, mm. and yep. and 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 they're able to get away with it because the amount of damage they've done and the amount of money they've made from cause, doing the crime, the crime pays. Because mm. even if they did get prosecuted, the the, the damage they've done is, you know, they made more money for, out of it than the than the token fines they usually get.
1: And the fines then get paid by their old mate, the uh, New South Wales taxpayer. So really, why not? You know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, that's right. That's uh, exactly right. It's yeah. just, it's just, uh, it's just, you know. The term, the term,
1: the, the term, crime lawfare. Crime. The term lawfare springs to mind. You know, where they, they use, uh, you know, obfuscate and uh, the deceive uh, the, 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 their way to case uh, to to, to, to uh, blocking up the courts and making it impossible for anybody to challenge them. Uh, you know, rather than actually dealing with the the substantial uh, impact of their actions, it's uh, it's classic so, criminal yeah. behaviour.
3: They don't care. They, they have no regard for the environment at all. Mm. There's just nothing there. And, they're, and their lawyers, Yeah, you know, I can see um, in their especially in-house lawyers that the karma that these people are, are mounting, you mm. know, I, I can see that they're almost like in shell-shocked or they're like, um, you know, I read about, you know, lawyers that do criminal law, for instance, um, you know, and, and they're defending murderers. You know mm. they defend enough murderers. They know some of them are actually guilty. Mm. They they end up having like trauma, and that's what I'm seeing in, in in their legal their their legal department and what's happening. It's they're cracking, mm. and and so my thing to anyone's listening or anyone who wants to know is that this is the time. Not not don't drop the ball now. Mm. Take it right up to them because they're going to crack.
0: Mm.
3: I, you know I, I've never seen them so in disarray and not knowing what to do. And the, the thing they're most freaked out about is another blockade, and another court case. Mm. Mm. And, and that's what they're going to get.
1: Wow. Al, look, that's just stirring, rousing stuff. You've done an extraordinary job, mate. I've got to say, take my hat off to yes. you and thank you deeply for your ongoing oh, efforts.
3: But, Sean, it's a team, you know, like, mm. I know what I do. Mm. And, you know, I do because it's, it's like a dharma, It's like a duty for me. You know, I don't mm. have any expectation of win or lose. Uh, I just do what needs to be done and where I'm guided to by my own spiritual path, by my own guru. But, I mean, it, it's everyone's in this team. And, and, Sean, you've been part of it. You're a big part of it. Without you driving me down to Bellin's last Wednesday, I would have not got to these elders on Thursday.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, there's little things like that, you know.
1: Everyone can do you know, a little on the
3: bit. Radio. So everyone's in there, you know. There's so many people I could name. Mm. And the same with the cherry tree. There were just so many people who just took the ball up. And um, and and you know I love being in that team. It's a great team, <laughs> and it, and you know and we're going to do so well. So I really inspire people, or tell people, encourage people that that let us, let us just get down to it and do it because really, if we don't, you know, it's you know you won't be able to look at your
1: grandkids in the face Nah, nah in that's the eyes, dead right mate dead know? right and oh, look uh, I, I, on that um, people can help out in all sorts of ways I know you could do with having a bit of admin support from from, uh, from you know somebody who had admin skills or paralegal skills even but you know whatever kind of skills if you could get some support from them ha- and, and of course there's always you're, you're spending a lot of money that you don't even have necessarily to do all of this so are there ways that people can get in touch with you to be able to offer you some help if they can. You always,
3: uh, you always ask me this question. Every I'm on the show, yep. uh, because I don't do any social media. But uh, you got an
1: email address uh, that people could get in touch with you through? Yeah,
3: they can. They can. Um, yeah, I suppose they, you could. Uh, um, Ijan office. I J A N. Indigenous Net Advocacy Network. Yep. Office. One word. Yep.
1: At gmail.com. Okay, Ijan I J A N office at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. Get in touch with Al and uh, let him know how you can give him a hand because uh, you know he he's uh, he, he's doing a, a a huge job of work largely on his own, and uh, you know like obviously. Oh no, no,
3: you say it's on my own, but it's not. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, you have I, done huge amount I'm, of work, I'm, mate. You could certainly a, do with more support. Don't don't don't, don't talk
1: it down. <laughs> no no no, but I, well,
3: it's not talking it down. But I, I I'm a bit of that's the way I work. Anyway, because, you know, like, I work really hard, so a lot of people get burned out when they get near me. <laughs> not because I'm not nice, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but said it's all of us, you know, anything you can do, you know, even taking food to the blockaders, even sort of people who have... Older people who have experienced, you know, other blockades, like a Chalundi or a Timbara or any of those blockades, or Iron Gates even, you know, with experience. But, you know, we always have a saying at Timbara... Um, <laughs> You know, you block, your protest, your blockade is only as strong as your chai. Mm. So if you're into a good chai maker, <laughs> you can really, really help the cause. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Al.
1: Well, thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. Thank you, mate. All right, we'll talk again soon, hey?
3: Thanks, Sean, and, and you keep really well. And you're doing a great job with the show and, and all the work that you do, and I, well, everyone really appreciates it. So uh, I know, I know. Keep going, Buzz. No keep worries. Going. Oh,
1: it's, a, it's a joy. Okay. It's a joy. Thank
3: you very much for having me. The, always. Bye.
1: Thanks, thanks, Al. Bye. That was, of course, Al Oshlak, uh, you know, renowned and indefatigable uh, advocate for the environment and cultural heritage here uh, in the Bundjalung Nation and in Goombangir country and across, uh, the you know, the land, wherever he goes. He's uh, he, he's doing great work and uh, you can contact Al at IJANoffice at gmail.com and if you do uh, you know? Want to give him a hand? Uh, offer him some uh, some support of any kind, financial or uh, or material or or time that you can volunteer to to help him uh, stay on track with the job that he's doing. That would be much appreciated. Of course, great news there. Great to be able to bring that to us hot off the press, so to speak. Only really, um, you know, like resolved that you know yesterday that uh, that case is going to be going forward, and uh, you know uh, the the, the t- Tim Moore, uh, former environment minister, to my memory, to my mind, uh, probably one of the best of the liberal na- uh, liberal environment ministers. One of the few that you could say was actually a minister for the environment in his day, uh, and uh, you know, within the limitations of working with uh, the, uh, the within the capitalist liberal party, he was one of the better ones. Now, there's the uh, the magistrate who is in the land and environment court hearing this case. So it uh, sounds like that's going well and uh, what an exciting uh, uh, development that is for us all. Welcome back to environmental as anything. And thank you for being with us today. And, uh, Very excited to be able to uh, bring you uh, more from the uh, the halls of power in New South Wales. In fact, uh, we have with us uh, Sue Higginson, our representative in the New South Wales Parliament, and uh, to talk to us particularly about the uh, statutory review of the New South Wales Biodiversity Conservation Act and all other matters, parliamentary and uh, and environmental. So... uh, Thank you, Sue, for being with us here on Environmental as Anything again today.
4: Absolute pleasure, Sean. Thank you very much for having me.
1: No, no worries at all. It's always great. Because, uh, you know, there's important stuff afoot and, uh, you know, people are mostly oblivious to it uh, as the, uh, the capitalist media ignores uh, m- a lot of the, uh, the real news of the day. So th- there's a big, a big review has been uh, completed into the, uh, uh, the New South Wales Biodiversity Conservation Act it's uh, ken henry the uh, is the principal reviewer isn't he and he's saying that it's not only is the act failing but it's actively contributing to a worsening biodiversity crisis in new south wales sounds shocking
4: oh well it is it is i mean unsurprising to many people who are you know dealing with this scheme and this system on a daily weekly monthly basis but yeah it's but I don't think I think I've said this once before about reviews of the biodiversity offset system in New South Wales uh, legislation that's meant. but I actually don't think you could get a more scathing review right. Um, the thing, I suppose the difference with this review um, to previous scathing reviews, such as the Auditor General's review last year of the offset system, um, is that Henry and the review team, we're reviewing the entire biodiversity conservation legislation. And what he has done is, in describing how it's failing and facilitating biodiversity loss and destruction, he then moves very swiftly into the system we need to have mm-hmm. and the mechanisms that we ought to be engaging in order to turn this around. And so, Whilst this is scathing, it's based on, uh, unfortunately, really dire news about the condition and state of biodiversity in New South Wales. It's actually incredibly uplifting for somebody like myself, who Mm. looks into the weeds of the legislative scheme and the regulation and section this and section that. um, And he is talking about how we actually radicalise that system in a conservative legal way um, and how we can get out of this mess. Mm. And that's the exciting part. And, you know, between you and me and a gatepost, um, it's precisely what um, many of the scientists, the experts, the lawyers and the conservationists and the land managers... Um, have been talking about for a number of years.
1: Mm. Yeah, look, it is it is stuck. I have not read the whole review document, but the page that stuck in my uh, view was that was, was what essentially is a set of uh, infographics, uh, uh, which uh, which describes some of the the worst aspects of the findings, and the, and they are graphic. Uh, the ability of remaining habitats in New South Wales to support native plants, animals, and ecosystems would be reduced to thirty three percent of their original capacity yep. since European. Settlement. You know, all yeah. bioregions across New South Wales have less than 25% of their original capacity to retain their to retain their biodiversity under the projected rate of climate change. I mean, there there's, there's what what am I counting? 20 uh, uh, odd uh, tiles on this, which are all extremely alarming and very very clear statements of the uh, of the d- the devastating impact that we've had on on nature.
4: Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, look, for people who, as I say, people who are looking through this um, regularly and are working in this space, you know, this is entirely consistent with the State of the Environment reports that have been tabled, that were tabled last year. Um, the Environment Minute, this, this specific review was tabled on Thursday in Parliament and, you know, it was tabled at the end of the parliamentary week and the last moment, obviously, because, um, Um, It was impossible for me or anyone else to jump up and start talking about it. But we will be talking about it Mm. um, in the next sitting of Parliament. But, you know, this minister, Penny Sharp, like the federal minister, uh, Tanya Plibersek, when she had to table the state of the environment report last year, you know, this minister said, look, there's a report being tabled. It's not good. Um, it makes some strong recommendations and over the coming weeks we'll talk about, um, you know, what exactly that is. So again, it's kind of always now the this really bad news is kind of tabled with that uh, qualification of, look, we, we know this is really, really bad. Um, I'm concerned. So, I mean, there's, there's a number of things to unpack, but one, let's start with this. This legislation was introduced in 2016 and in no uncertain terms when the former coalition government introduced this legislation there were i was still at edo in those days we did a comprehensive legal analysis of the scheme that was being introduced it was replacing the threatened species conservation act and the native vegetation act um, the native vegetation conservation act and at the end of the day we concluded then and there back in 2015 2016 this act is not good mm. it's not going to be good for biodiversity in New South Wales. So we, we this is the scheme. Uh, when it was introduced, you know, John Barilaro and and co stood up and said, "Look, we we know that uh, this legislative scheme may not have good impacts in the short term, but we plan for it to have better impacts in the long term." It was it was unbelievable <laughs> nonsense. You can't. You can't. You can't say, "Hey, we're going to trash the planet a whole lot longer and a whole lot more and a whole lot more severely," and then it'll somehow bounce back itself later. Yeah. And it, so it was absurd, um, unfortunately. Um, so, so that's step one. What we now know is that we, the review has been done five years in. Um, those um, outcomes that we anticipated then have come to fruition. It's tragic. We knew it was happening. Uh, But what we do know is that now there is a blueprint on the table and what I think the ultimate thing to unpack here is Henry in no uncertain terms says that the legislation we have and the objectives that we have in the legislation are, are so redundant now. We have moved past, well and truly past, the opportunity to simply protect biodiversity. We now need to work to regenerate and recover and rebuild biodiversity, and he calls that, uh, you know, we need a nature positive scheme. That's mm. what we need now. Just, um, and, this
1: and nature positive this model, and you know, like that's that's what we now uh, now need. The ALP to actually embrace and uh, you know, and 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 and, uh, and push forward, don't we? I mean, they they have to some degree in their recent national conference uh, made reference to the, this kind of uh, thinking. That it, do you think that the Minsk government it, and and penny sharp as the environment minister have what it takes to get uh, get that done
4: uh look i'm going to say i'm going to say the jury spill out on that but what i'm going to say about that is a preliminary finding we should all be very concerned and mm. very worried because let's face it the one environmental commitment, pre-election and election commitment the government made was to create the Great Koala National Park. And right now we're experiencing and witnessing political failure on that front. Mm. Um, In no uncertain terms, I don't think anyone uh, imagined that that election commitment, including logging the most significant, high-quality parts of, the public forest estate that would make up the Great Koala National Park, and that high-quality critical koala habitat, would be removed before creating the national park. So that, so so that's the government that we are now relying on mm. to implement the reforms that will take us to a um, nature-positive model of law and regulation in New South Wales. So. I do know, and I know personally, I know well, and I know from experience this minister does want to improve biodiversity. I know that she understands the state of biodiversity in, this, in New South Wales. I know that she wants to do better. Um, I'm concerned about whether they have um, the courage to do what's required. And, and, and that's the other point, and we need to make no mistake. Henry makes very clear, Ken Henry makes very clear in this report if we are to succeed in this nature positive model then the biodiversity legislation that we develop now um, and I think he is suggesting that we do with haste the biodiversity legislative model that we create he says must have primacy Mm. over the competing legislation that has made Mm. the current biodiversity legislation fail. Now with that what we're talking about is our planning legislation. We're talking about our planning laws that literally allow um, development to go ahead and run roughshod over the top of biodiversity protection, which is provided for through the biodiversity laws. And so that's what it's going to take. It's Mm. going to take Mm. standing up to those interests Actually, profit from exploiting biodiversity. Now, whether that, that's the big end of town, whether that's the fossil fuel sector, whether that's our infrastructure partners, whether that's the state government's own other departments, such as the Forestry Corporation, such as Transport for New South Wales, whether this means government is going to allow the Environment Minister to be the determinant, the, the voice and the decision maker that says no. Mm. No, that project can't go ahead the way you want it to. You will have to redesign it, redevelop it or abandon it because Mm. this is going to impact biodiversity too much. That's what we're actually talking about. So we're talking about developing the law that says that and then we're talking about the implementation and the operation, which is the ministerial power and the ministerial courage to implement it at that level. To me, um, I can sit back and say... I think it's really simple, I think it's really straightforward, but I'm not, you know, I'm not in a position where I'm influenced by all of those multiple big influences Mm -hmm. that um, are inextricably linked to whether I hold power or not, Mm -hmm. and ultimately...
1: That's what we're talking about. Hmm. So I guess I mean, in many respects, we need to find the leverage point here. We need to find those obstacles that uh, that, are, that are in the way of Penny Sharp, who who you know, as you say, you believe, and I think I, I trust your judgment, and I believe too that she is she genuinely would like to see this uh, nature positive model implemented. But but there are significant obstacles, and we need to identify and remove them from her. Uh, I could we could talk about that all day, but I think yeah. we really need to also move on to something which you've alluded to. Uh, which is the uh, the the the, uh, the inquiry that you're uh, you've now set up? I think into absolutely. the planning laws, isn't that
4: right? Yeah. Oh look, absolutely. I am so excited, and this is the true inner nerd of my um, the the planning lawyer in me, <laughs> um, and the, <laughs> as well as where it intersects with the work um, that I've done for decades across the state with local communities, and that is. Where the planning system is failing um, in terms of the protection of our local environment, whether it be biodiversity, whether it be our clean rivers and waters, whether it be um, our green spaces, etc. But this is our planning system is um, a system that is currently um, not fit for purpose. We know that the climate is changing. We're looking at flooding and fires and biodiversity loss at you know what we're talking about crisis levels we know that we're there's, you know we know that we the climate crisis is not coming it's here hmm. and our planning system is still operating development by development as if it's not quite here as if it's something we just need to consider hmm. and think about and do some models for worst-case scenarios later, mm. one in the 100-year, one in 50-year, one mm. in 500. We've all heard this lingo. Right. What's but, going to happen so in
1: 2050, you know, yeah.
4: And and we know. I mean, look, even the sort of most conservative climate scientists are now saying, holy heck, mm. what we thought was going to happen in, in um, you know, 2000, 2100 is happening now. Mm. Um, so what I've managed to do, and this has taken quite a bit of work, negotiating with the New South Wales Planning Minister, Minister Scully, working with uh, my committee. I'm the chair of the Legislative Council Portfolio Committee Number 7, which is the Planning and Environment Committee. We've just got up an inquiry, which is literally looking at the planning system, how it's operating uh, and its capacity to operate in the changing climate, looking at flooding, fires, um, at, at biodiversity impacts, looking at development consents that are old, you know, those development consents that might be 10, 15 years old, that we haven't seen the development yet. Um, and yet they're going to be developed as if the circumstances are 15, 20 years ago. So we're looking at what do we need to make this planning system work for local communities, for resilience, for adaptation, for um, how do we keep people safe, and we're not allowing developments on floodplains, coastal erosion, in fire zones. We're not building the subdivisions of the past where we're just literally putting 200 houses in the middle of a place and taking all the native vegetation out of it and having one road in and one road out. We need to start looking at planning, planning for climate change and planning for... Nature positive. So this inquiry is, um, has been established literally on Thursday in Parliament. I will start really promoting that, um, inquiry. Submissions are open now until I think it's the 7th of November. Mm -hmm. I'll get out as much media about that as I can. I'm hoping to talk. I will talk to, um, the radio, all radio stations that I can start getting some media releases out because these are the upper house inquiries. Um, are the place where people can bring their evidence. They can bring their experiences. They can talk about what they're worried about in terms of what's in the pipeline for development. And of course, for our region in the Northern Rivers, we are, we, we can bring an incredible perspective to this inquiry. We've been smashed by fire. We've seen floods. We've seen landslips and we've seen a planning system not fit for purpose in terms of our recovery. So, I'm going to be encouraging as many people and as many local groups and organisations to bring their evidence before this inquiry to talk about how the heck we can get planning, not just better, how we can make planning brilliant in New South Wales. And that's my um, that's my ambition. This will be an inquiry that will probably run throughout... Uh, it'll run for, for months uh, because, obviously, we're covering the whole state. But it's a very exciting inquiry.
1: Indeed, indeed. It sounds like uh, like uh, combined with this review which uh, we've got in hand, and uh, and combined with the uh, the nationwide push to uh, end native forest logging, and uh, uh, and many other factors which are in in train, that uh, that this could be a, a, a another significant uh, plank in the in the development of a of a whole new system that we've all been calling for.
4: Look, I I actually think that's what we're looking at. What, or, or what I can say is. What we've got in front of us is the the real opportunity and the genuine potential to do this and do it right. All we can do, um, I'm a part of the crossbench, a member of the community, what we can do as the crossbench, as the movement, um, as we collaborate, we can provide government with all of the evidence base and then it'll be up to government whether and the community in terms of the electorate and the push for this. But we're literally poised right now with the opportunity to make the case, to collaborate all of the information that we have, the lived experience that we have, and um, getting some of that science, the expert views about how we can get this right. Um, yeah, the, the opportunity is in front of us. Um, and, you know, it... One of the things, um, as you mentioned, about ending native forest logging, really interestingly, the Henry Review talks about that. He actually makes a very clear case about how logging is destroying our public native forests. Um, And it's interesting because that was not necessarily uh, within the purview of the Biodiversity Conservation Act itself. But where Henry's review is very considered is because he makes that finding where he says, look, if we're going to do this and we're going to do this right, um, then we actually need the biodiversity legislation to be prime, to be the primacy piece of work, which actually does mean that would also infiltrate the regime that we currently have that applies to native forest logging, mm. uh, which as you, as you know, circumvents all of the other sort of environmental laws. So he's actually saying, look, you know, we've got to roll the sleeves up here. We've got to bring all of the land-based regulation into focus and we've got to put nature positive first. And it's clear he's saying that, well, the way we are managing our native forests are currently is currently harmful mm. and it's contributing to nature negative and deficit. Mm. And, of course, you know, finally, in terms of the review, you've got to remember who Ken Henry is. He's an economist, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, he's like one of the one of Australia's most uh, acclaimed economists. Um, designed entire tax systems and economic systems, etc. His motivation for his massive foray into the environmental regulatory space, and why he's the person most in demand for this role is because he, and he says in this review, in no uncertain terms, our economy is inextricably linked to the environment and therefore is the health of both. He is literally saying, if we are going to carry on on some absurd trajectory of thinking that you can exploit and harm the environment and continue to grow the economy then you've got rocks in your head. He doesn't say that, obviously.
1: That's his implication. (laughs) But this is is coming not from some tie-dyed hippie uh, uh, locked onto a bulldozer, but is the former Secretary of the Australian Treasury.
4: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And, you know, and the former Secretary of Treasury, who is one of the most successful and acclaimed, uh, actually, like Mm. he really Mm. is, Um, the work that he's done and his success and the respect, um, and yeah, he, he's actually done the, um, the work and the journey of mod- looking through all the models of how the economy is going to thrive or survive into the future through the changing climate, through um, all of the pressures on natural resources. And he says there's actually only one path forward, and that is we need to build the health and the resilience of our natural environment or we don't survive. Yeah. Not We don't survive economically, we don't survive socially, and we don't survive environmentally. And mm. that's kind of how he sit. And he does it brilliantly. He actually paves the way for a nature-positive, healthy economy. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, in that sense, it, it, as I said, where I started, as dire and glim, uh, uh, gloomy as this is, um, and as you say, that page of infographics, mm. I, I feel like Ribbling all over it, I really do. But mm. um, that is, you know, that is the basis. But the report is has got lots of incredibly hopeful guidance as to what our system not not just should look like. Has to look like,
1: mm. yeah. No, it, it is good to see a document which, like that, is is positively putting forward a a, a, a very clear and specific and and achievable set of, of you know legislative goals that we want to see our parliament enact. It's 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 much better than than shouting from outside the tent, uh, you know, to to to, to bring about uh, you know some sort of non-specific change that uh, that feels good. So it's not it's it's, a, it's a, it doesn't feel good, but it's a, it's not a feel good document, but it is a, a very practical one. Speaking. Of practicalities, we have a limited amount of time left, so we should probably move on just quickly to the end of our conversation, perhaps uh, about uh, just to get your response to uh, latest events that have been going on here and and, and around the country. Um, the, you know, the ALP national conference, of course, last week in Brisbane. Uh, the court actions, which I've just spoken to Al Oshlak about uh, on the uh, in in Gung, Country and and the rest of the court actions. You know, what, what what's your take on this in Mer- emerging environment for the end to native forest logging in in both of those fora? Uh,
4: Yeah, look, I think the the Labor conference was, you know, look, it was very disappointing in terms of um, the outcome. There was a lot of hope going into it. We actually thought there was a possibility that the motion that was brought from so many local branch groups to end native forest logging was going to get... We, we thought there was a possibility it was going to get up. We mm. really did. We mm. were led to kind of be able to feel excited, but it mm. didn't. And the resolution that actually passed was a bit grim. It was... Um, I mean, it was something. It, it, native forest logging was on, the, um, was on the platform, but it was um, a terribly unambitious, low-bar mm. outcome, and that was... We'll, we'll look at the regional forest agreements That said... It's something. Mm. It's important. Something got up. Mm. What was good was the action that took place outside. It was fantastic. It was alive. It was vibrant. It was loud and <laughs> the critical mass was reached. There was, you know, well and truly over the 500 people gathered there. Um, and it felt like a fantastic kind of uh, bookend to those incredible Bob Brown rallies that had happened the weekend before, yeah. all up and down the east coast of Australia and Tasmania and they those rallies, Coff, Melbourne, Aladala, Lismore, oh you name it, they were everywhere. It was Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. It was fantastic, yeah, you know. Brisbane. So yeah. that that was really good. The yeah. court actions are just incredible. i you know, I take my absolute hat off to Al right now to the Northeast Forest Alliance, to the Gumbangia Elders. So, um, you, you know, we've got a federal court case that's challenged the entire RSAs, the regional forest agreements. If that is successful, we're told the judgment's imminent. If that's successful, that's going to be a significant game-changer. Mm. We've got uh, Myrtle and Bremer where we're looking at um, the harvest operations plans. We've got cherry trees still in there pipeline and now we've got Newry and it looks like possibly something with Oaks I mean, you know, it's tragic that our communities are having to do this, it's absolutely sickening to me because I know exactly what goes into this it's sickening, that this is what it takes on the other hand, it's so powerful, it's alive it's innovative, it's energetic it's incredible, you know Mm. the work that's happening it's it's the justice game. That's what it looks like. It's the wheels of justice. And right now you picture the kind of justice machine with wheels in every direction and cogs all over the place. And right now forests are just in those, me- uh, in the mechanics and those wheels are turning. And you just, you've got to hope that those wheels of justice at some point are going to get us to the destination. And that is nature positive let's end native forest logging let's look at this properly let's look after the workers let's transition everyone let's get boots on the ground back in the forest and let's regrow them you know that mm. that's the wheels that we're that are turning right now so you know it's power to all the people that are in every cog and there's a lot more happening as well i i can't, you know there's people in the southeast there's philanthropy that's working in the back rooms. there's people generating more reports there's scientific surveys going on and assessments in the forests and um, you know there's a lot happening right now this campaign is brilliant um, and we know where we're heading it's kind of got that unstoppable feeling right now Mm. Um, but the reality is one thing could stop it all, and that is we could just get the right political decision at any time. And I'm not giving up on that. That's possible. Um, But in the meantime... It is absolutely incredible what is happening across the state in terms of the campaign to end the logging of the public native forest estate. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's what it's gonna
1: take. Yeah, it's gonna take it's gonna take ultimately that decision in the parliament. I mean we have all the conditions set in the parliament with a, with a hung parliament and uh, you know, like a strong crossbench uh, strongly committed to ending native forest logging. Do you do you see that political resolution on the cards, is that going to translate into the the final action? That these is there some way that the that the ALP need to be you know can be brought to the table through those circumstances in in the, Look, in the foreseeable absolute future? Absolutely
4: i I'm an undying optimist. I just know it's possible, and <laughs> I also know I'm old enough to know that sometimes the thing that does it is the thing that you just kind of weren't quite expecting. You know, it was that. It was the thing that kind of just got us to that next step that mobilised and the decision was made and the decision came. Um, you know, we're not exactly sure what that is, it, because the reality is if politics was that simple, <laughs> you know, we would have we would have played that game by now. We would have been there. And and that's the difficulty. Um, you know, this is um this is politics at its most complex in some ways forest politics has been and, and will continue to be um but at the moment uh yes it is possible that the real political decision is made um, the influences are all feeding into that you know w- you and i have spoken about it we know we know it's not the case that needs to be made because the case has been made we know that we know the economics We know the climate case. We know the biodiversity case. We know that, you know, it's it's not about the case actually needing to be made. It really is just about the aligning of the policy mechanisms and the the frames to all come into play. And ultimately, the courage of this current government to say, yeah, it's time, we're going to do it. And this is what it looks like. This is how much it's going to cost. And this is what the transition looks like. And that's what we're... That's what we're all pushing in that direction for. Mm,
1: mm, mm. Look, Sue, thank you for all of the efforts you are making uh, to push in that direction. Thank you for sharing uh, your insights with us today here on Environmental Is Anything. We'll have to get you back as soon as possible.
4: Thank you so much, Sean. It's always great to have this opportunity. Thank you.
1: No worries. Have a great weekend. You too. That was Sue Higginson, MLC, our representative in the New South Wales Parliament, and uh, or one of uh, our representatives in the New South Wales uh, Upper House, uh, and uh, just talking through some of the uh, some of the steps that are pointing in the right direction for uh, a nature positive. Outcome for New South Wales, uh, uh, and uh, including her, her the inquiry which she's managed to establish into the New South Wales planning laws. So there'll be submissions will be due soon, and uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, have a look at the review of the New South Wales Biodiversity Conservation Act by just googling that phrase "review biodiversity conservation act report." Uh, you will get uh, the, the to the New South Wales Parliament website where the uh, uh, the report is available uh, parliament.newsouthwales.gov.au. Have a look at it. Uh, it is actually really quite compelling, and um, yeah. And thanks to Sue for for all that she's doing so we are just about uh, at the end of the show i'm going to play a song it's one of my favorites and uh, it might take us right through to the end of the show so i'll say goodbye to you right now thank you for being here with me on environmental as anything again this week thank you for all your requests and uh, thank you for all that you're doing to make this a more peaceful and just world and uh, we'll uh, together we are unstoppable please until we meet again oh come back meet me i'd like to 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 be with you again next saturday from two toodle five bring your friends uh the buzz in the transmitter is now gone so it's uh, uh it should be easier to uh, sit through the show <laughs> and um look uh please uh, until we meet again uh be kind to yourself be gentle with each other and remember we are all in this together and here is the ballad of wild cattle creek to uh, take us out from mick daly
2: Trouble a plenty down at Wild Cattle Creek. When the word got around, they were dropping them trees. So they got on the blower to old JC said, said, Hey, that cliff fell in compartment 514. He says, well, What are you waiting for? Get in the back. We got miles to go to Wild Cattle, and it's a long, weird track. This morning, we drove through the day, stopping only for a piss and a spliff on the way. We kept on driving straight to Darien. All the locals come out to see the traveling freak show. We kept on driving, though the prospects looked bleak. They've been lugging in there the better part of a week, but we'd seen all the photos and we knew the mystique and the history. Wild Cattle Creek. Well, we camped in the evening, we sent out our scouts. They soon returned to dispel all our doubts. Scenes of devastation where well, once there were trees, the loggers had been through like some terrible, Well, the coppers come in and they showed us the door, even though it was State Forest who was breaking the law. Couture says, Well, I've seen some clear fells, and this one's a beauty. When injustice is the law, then resistance is my duty. of us locked down on a 9 kinko climbs up on a tripod with a grin he says this one's for backers we're gonna win when a security guard flips him off into the creek kinko says ain't it fun being a freak well i got a secret weapon i think it's unique you may be good at violence mister but i'm a master of hide and seek They say, well, you fucking hippies are stopping us from paying off our debts. And they start up their machines with a great roaring smoke. Mark locked on the back. He nearly got his neck broke. Well, then the tough guys start swinging their fists in a scene reminiscent of Gorillas in the Mist. And the coppers are coming in, but they ran out of luck. Because Robbie slipped under and he locked on to that cherry picker truck. says all you folks are going to jail And I'm afraid you won't like the conditions of bail You can't come back in this forest for a year But if you leave quietly now, you got nothing to fear We'll see that the loggers abide by the law He says to Kachura, hey girl, what are you sniggling for? She says the jinkers around here are just taking one giant tree each And they're clear-felling hillsides, my friend That's a breach! Says, we'll get you mob out with a winch Couture says Brother, I ain't moving an inch If you've got any sense You'll just leave me alone Well, I think that's reality Singing out on the phone Along comes State Forest Regional inspector He says, Consage, get her out It's time to eject her the Sizes her up And he grins and he gloats He says, what are you girls doing here anyway With chains on your throats They're Dressing like feral Should be ashamed Your hair and dreadlocks And a change in your name If you've got no respect For the economy Couture says Mister, your words They mean nothing to me Anybody who funds a cash And you call it good business But mister, you've done your dash You think we'll just sit back and admit defeat Without us anarchists, life is a one-way street All of this forest should be National Park But your PR machine keeps the public out in the dark You tell them you're working for their children's future But anybody who disagrees, you just say Shut up! Or we'll shoot ya. He just adjusts his tie And he coughs and he looks nervous And he starts telling a lie Well, I won't trouble you with his verbal masturbation To make it easier for you, i provided a truthful translation He said, now that you mention it, only last week We've been chopping the hell At a wild cattle creek And we say it's scientific But you never can tell Swear well, once there was rainforest Well, now it's just hell where it's ruined forever just move on, cause there's plenty more us where this one came from. To cover up for all that sacred land that we rob. We'll just say the magic words on TV. We're providing jobs. their arrests Money's on their side They ain't taking no bets they're Wasting no time at all And they're busting us out Watched by a grinning collection of louts These are the people That should be locked up For attempted murder As if that ain't enough For the one-ton destruction Of our mother earth They should be shortlisted For immediate rebirth
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Environmental As Anything podcast. Uh, I'll be bringing them to you as regularly as I can. If you'd like to tune in to more of this kind of uh, material, uh, there's plenty of episodes available. You can subscribe to our podcast and while you're there, you might as well rate it and help uh, spread the word by sharing it on social media if you can. We're on social media, of course, on Facebook particular. You can find us anywhere you look for environmental as anything. And if you're really keen to see the show, carry on, please do go and support us on Patreon. Again, you can find us by just searching environmental as anything Patreon. Thank you for your support. Be gentle with yourselves. Be kind to each other. And remember, we are all in this together.